there listeners welcome to episode 192 of never on the back foot podcast after retaining the border gavaskar trophy 2022-23 for the fourth consecutive time and qualifying for the world test championship finals hosts india locked horns with australia for the first of the three match odi series at the iconic bankhede stadium in mumbai and won the match in an emphatic fashion on the podcast to join us for a discussion on the same we have aviral singh He is currently pursuing what he loves and his hobbies include reading, writing, gaming, sports and adventure sports. His story with cricket is quite amazing and sad at the same time. He grew up in a family where his grandfather was a die-hard cricket lover and his dad was a state-level cricket player. So his date with cricket was established even before he was born. Since his young days, he was fond of the sport and has played for his school, college and also for the state under-14 side. However, due to unforeseen circumstances and personal reasons, he had to quit the sport. But his love for the game retained. He hasn't looked back at the past, but in the last few years, he has evolved himself more as a fan of the sport and is having a great time at being one. Hi Aviral, welcome to uh, Never on the Backfoot podcast. How are you doing today? Uh, hi Neha, and first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. It's really amazing, and you know, it's it's like a dream come true me featuring with you in this podcast. I'm doing good. How about you? How how been your weekend so far? <laughs> Yeah, so it's been a week that's been racked with so many uh, submissions, but I think it's you know the podcast that's really keeping me going. You know, we are doing a chat on such an interesting topic as well. Right now, we have the fourth test uh, that uh, did end up in a draw, and many people call it a stale draw. Yet, uh, you know, we won the series two one, and uh, you know, with this win, we've seen how the Indian team has yet again beaten Australia on like four consecutive occasions. We have retained the Border Gavaskar Trophy. So, what are your initial observations and thoughts on this win? First of all, I am so happy India retained the trophy because you know it's it's been like a tradition now that. we should be winning it <laughs> yeah and <laughs> more than that it's like uh, you know whenever india is like a king at home you know mm. it's like it's very hard to defeat them and uh, you know it kind of it's like a ego boost for them mm. and i mean me being an india fan i don't think i would like that ego to you know crash down so mm. i was very happy that it happened but uh, you know to be honest what i felt was after the first two tests uh, india was kind of you know overconfident with the way they were playing and uh, you know they kind of underestimated australia after the first two tests because even australia when they came to india they didn't really seem in that positive environment and you know they didn't have that impact and i think they were gathering a lot of thoughts and they didn't know how to go forward with it hmm. but i think after the second test they had a good break of a week and when they came back you know they just kind of took over from there and they didn't see they didn't look back from there so mm-hmm. yeah i was glad that happened but overall it was like a warm up series between the two <laughs> be- before the big thing you know the worst world mm-hmm. test championship so yeah looking forward to it yeah i mean uh, in that sense you know the third test uh, that we lost was kind of like 
a humbling thing for India, you know, that, hey, we need to uh, not get complacent. And this fourth test, we did uh, see a draw as well. But a lot was riding, right, on this test. And now we'll see both these sides uh, lock horns in the final of that uh, coveted World Test Championship uh, at the Oval. So uh, what did you make of, you know, both these teams uh, qualifying for the World Test Championship finals? Now, we had so many other teams in contention and uh, so many results that had to, you know, go in our favor to ensure uh, this happened. So how do you look at all of it? Uh, so I think for, from the past season of World Test Championship, you know, India was really a strong contender. And, mm-hmm. you know, apart from India, it was New Zealand. So I was I was actually hoping that, you know, New Zealand would be the one who would take over things. But they kind of, you know, somewhere, they didn't really play up to the mark is what I felt. Mm-hmm. And after that, it was glad. I was so glad that, the way India has played in this whole season of World Test Championship, it's been really a delight to watch. And to be honest, Australia deserves to be in the final because the whole season they have had, they have you know played really well as a test side. And you know you can see how these two teams, Australia and India, have taken up this. Uh, you know, uh, test cricket has been lately told that it's been failing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, India and Australia have taken the traditional test cricket up to the mark and they kind of deserve to be in that final is what I feel. Absolutely. You know, the lead up to this final and the kind of uh, matches that both the teams have played really uh, shows, you know, why they're top-notch contenders and why it's going to be a cracking of uh, uh, finals as well. But uh, let's talk more about the fourth test, right? Now, uh, KL Rahul had so many failures. Many people were questioning his uh, place in the team. So now India gave, you know, Shubman Gill the nod to open the innings in the last two tests. And uh, Shubman Gill has been in sublime form. No doubt he's been uh, scoring runs for fun (laughs) across all uh, forms. And you know, that emphatic century in the fourth test is obviously unforgettable, right? So I think what has been the biggest takeaway is how, you know, he's looked so comfortable playing pace or spin. And uh, many people, and I too believe, you know, that he should be given uh, a longer rope in uh, the White. So what are your thoughts on, you know, his presence in the team? And will he be in the future scheme of things as well? Yeah, definitely. I feel Shubman Gill is a complete player. Like if you see his... T20 stats, if you see his ODI stats, and even if you see his test cricket stats since the past one year, Mm -hmm. I mean, initially when he landed into the Indian cricket team, he was kind of low, he was settling in, he was taking his time. And, you know, once they gave him the chance and, you know, the right push uh, after Rahul Dravid Mm -hmm. becoming the coach, he kind of focused on developing Shubman Gill as a player. And I think he's shown that... He is a player who is here to stay for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you see his records at this particular age, it's been amazing. There are some impeccable records. And I think mm-hmm. most of the senior players from the uh, from Team India are also praising him. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing you, would, you can see about Shubman Gill is the technique he plays with. And there are very few players in India who, you know, kind of focus on technique more than their batting form. Mm-hmm. And I feel that, you know, technique is something which is going to take you forward. Like initially, even if you see the trajectory of King Kohli, uh, Virat Kohli, mm-hmm. initially he was he was more aggressive batsman. He was focused on scoring runs on his form. Mm-hmm. But later, once he had a drop and then he focused on his technique of playing. 
and you know just look at his records and i mean you you can't really compete with virat kohli at this moment because he's just breaking those records one by one creating new records and i feel that shubman gill can be considered in the same you know category too mm. because at this age breaking those records and you know uh, getting into this form it's really amazing to you know it's re- really a delight to have a batsman like shubman gill playing for india and he really fits into the team very well because mm-hmm. uh, you know if you get a good opening partnership you know the team it's there there are high chances that you will win that match so i i really feel that you know they should push him and make him a more complete batsman there's still chance for a lot of improvement but he's shown some great batting and i love to watch him play he's an amazing player right i mean ever since that under 19 world cup to you know he's uh, been on the fringes he's shown so much promise and he has delivered you know when the team needed him the most so i think the management would want to uh, you know keep him in the reckoning give give him more uh, chances as well so he was hoping the best for him and uh, you know talking more about the batting now obviously rishabh pant's absence has uh, left a big you know gaping hole in the test team uh, especially you know in the era of baseball you need players like rishabh pant you know who can get you those quick runs and uh, you know just keep accelerating right yeah. now ks mm-hmm. bharat uh, replaced him in the series and he was pant's understudy for a very long time and uh, but if you observe ks bharat's uh, batting you know a lot of errors uh, crept in you know he he didn't look that good uh, he was not able to get the runs that easily he just played second fiddle to most of the batters and his keeping to you know seemed a little off so uh, what do you think you know will india keep giving him you know more opportunities with the gloves or do you see someone like a ishan kishan getting fast track uh, okay so this is a tough question but a very good one and Uh, to be honest i uh, i mean if you've been following indian test cricket from a very long time mm-hmm. you would see that india has uh, you know struggled with that particular thing like wicket keepers and uh, i feel that it it's really a tough thing at this moment because even if you see the first class cricket mm-hmm. uh, there are not of there are not a lot of you know full time wicket keepers who are you know being developed in first class cricket hmm. most of them are part time wicket keepers and uh, you know ks bharat coming in uh, when ridhiman saha was there back then hmm. he was playing the part time wicket keeper role for india because uh, even though him being a full timer he didn't never got those opportunities to play much hmm. but once he got those opportunity opportunities he did take up the role and he was good at what he used to do but uh, you know after rishabh pant came in he really got a new form of batting for wicket keepers and you know you could see how you know the ms dhoni vibes are coming in <laughs> with rishabh pant mm. but him him also being the left hander was a very big plus point for india mm. and he has played a very good role he's lately worked on his wicket keeping techniques and he's really come in form and he's saved india at a lot of moments but uh, you know to let rishabh pant go and get somebody in for him is a very big shoe to fill at this moment hmm. and just shout out to you know yuvraj singh for uh, you know sharing that photo oh. with rishabh pant that was really heartwarming to see but uh, yeah talking about ks bharat i feel that if in case 
India wants him to get good at wicket keeping they need to give him more chances mm-hmm. it's too early for him to you know it's too early for us to judge him mm-hmm. this is what i would say and overall he's done some decent wicket keeping i would say i mean obviously even initially if you see rishabh pant he did take some time to settle in mm-hmm. because you know ms dhoni going out of the team was a very big place to fill especially with all the impeccable records ms dhoni have had with wicket keeping hmm. so i feel that you know ks bharat needs some time and uh, but yeah if you cons- if you're considering him for world test championship i think that will be like a uh, you know it's it's more like a probability kind of a thing hmm. it can go right or it can go wrong so you don't know much you can't you cannot say much about it so what i i i think absolutely i think that's a fair point and it will be interesting to see uh, you know the kind of combination that the team management would want to opt for because these are again uh, different conditions than home and uh, will india want to take you know a risky step and get in ishan kishan will be uh, again you know fascinating to see but uh, talking about match winners right now you have uh, ashwin and jadeja and we know you know they are india's premium spinners they're definitely going to have the best series because it's at home right they are just giants at home so how do you reckon you know they have been in the series and uh, in general their overall performances so i mean there's not really much you can say about these two great legendary players mm-hmm. they are when they are uh, when india is playing at home you cannot look at anybody else apart from arashwin and ravindra jadeja they have been a backbone of indian spinning department mm-hmm. for years and you know them just creating records together it's it's i'm so happy that i'm in a age where i can see them play i've been exactly. watching them i've been i've grown up watching them it's <laughs> it's really amazing they they are like that you know couple spinners who you know just can reckon <laughs> the other other team apart mm. and you know they have some ha- they've had some great records together if i'm not wrong somewhere around 600 plus wickets together mm-hmm. so that's an amazing record to have and uh, you know not just in the spin bowling department but if you see their batting too mm-hmm. they they're like complete players you need all rounders like arashwin and ravindra jadeja in the team and you know what i feel that because of them in the team they are also inspiring the new generation cricketers especially mm-hmm. somebody like aksar patel mm-hmm. who is you know who can look up to them and you know can be a great fortune for india in the coming future so it's 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 really amazing to see because if you see in the whole test series there have been a lot of times when india needed them to step up mm-hmm. and them being the experienced players they did step up in batting bowling and if you if you talk about the fourth test in the first innings of australia mm-hmm. india didn't know what to do and arashwin came out of nowhere and you know he uh, got in those six wickets which was so important for india mm-hmm. to stop australia from touching you know creating some new record because the pitch was so flat and india didn't really have any answers how to get australia out mm-hmm. but you know arashwin is like i am the experienced player here let me handle this thing and he came in he delivered yeah. so that was amazing 
Right. And, you know, it's scary to think of a time when uh, this duo won't be uh, playing for India. But then I think we have a lot of positives, right? You have Akshar Patel now. He was obviously underbold uh, for obvious reasons, you know, because you have this legendary duo. Yet, you know, he uh, shined whenever he got those opportunities, especially with the bat, right? Now, uh, he helped India uh, when we were in a troublesome situation in Nagpur and Delhi. He looked like one of the most assured batter, even though he was coming like so much later uh, in the batting on turning tracks, right? And he ended up as the third highest run getter in the series with 264 runs, averaging about 88. And he was never dismissed uh, for less than 50, mind you. And obviously, you know, this should give a lot of confidence to the team management that he is such a quality all-rounder in the red ball format. So, you know, when we travel overseas too, he can probably get those uh, opportunities. So what are your thoughts on, you know, Akshar Patel? And do you see him get a longer rope when we go overseas? Oh, definitely. I would love, I would pay so much to watch Akshar Patel back. And <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of sad about him, you know. Because he's been chasing that 100 from a very long time. But he's not able to. Yeah. And if you see him from the past few years, when especially when Jadeja was injured, he was given the chance. Mm -hmm. And when he came in, initially, he India was dependent on Aksar Patel for just the spinning department. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they kind of undershadowed his batting skills. And, uh, you know, he never... Whenever he used to come and bat, initially he used to get out on single digits hmm. but later on when he started when india started focusing more on all rounders and low and low low batter uh, low low order low batter hmm. yeah sorry uh, so when he, they came to that they start focusing on it and they help their uh, you know part time bowlers also develop their batting skills hmm. and you can just see how good aksar patel has turned out to be because of that because he's really worked hard on his batting and bowling. Hmm. And he's been scoring some amazing runs for the team. So important runs and such important innings and a hmm. lot of moments. That's really great to see. It's really, I mean, you know, all-rounders are something who build the game. Hmm. They build the game for the team. And having somebody like Aksar Patel, whom you can depend on, whom you can rely upon at times of need, it's really such a nice thing to have for a team. He is a very big asset and I feel he's going to you know, prove as a greater asset in the coming days for Indian cricket, especially with, you know, uh, Indian team focusing on having different players in different formats. Mm -hmm. He's really going to play a very important role. And I, I mean, I just love him batting. If you see him batting, <laughs> yeah. he has such a great technique. Mm. And, you know, him being a left-hander is such a plus point mm. for Indian team. Because there was a time when Indian team had most of the right-handers. It was mm. a very right-hand dominant team. But, you know, having left-hand batsmen is just a boon. Because, you know, you just look at them bat and you can just stare at them and be like, oh, just keep batting. You know, I would <laughs> love to watch you. Right. He has uh, definitely been a positive and I think the management would want to invest a lot more in him, give him those uh, opportunities as well. And I hope they don't typecast him as like, you know, just this format player or that format player and he gets across formats a lot of opportunities as well. And, uh, you know, talking about game winners, uh, game changers, you can't uh, neglect someone like King Kohli, right? Now, he was the massive talking point uh, 
from that test with his amazing knock of 186 so what did you make of it you know king kohli roaring back to form you know after a very lean uh, first three tests and you know finally being able to convert it into something big so how happy were you to see that amazing batting performance i mean i would just like to say that you know this is king kohli's world and we are just living in it <laughs> because <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's just so amazing and i'm i'm so happy that you know that 100 came in it's after 3 years you know witnessing mm-hmm. that moment and you know you can just see how virat kohli has lately calmed down so much yeah. maybe it's 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 due to the all the spiritual elements he's been taking in mm-hmm. in the recent times <laughs> but <laughs> it's it was really amazing i mean mm-hmm. if you see the whole innings it was so such a virat kohli inning because you know there were no sixes most of them were boundaries mm-hmm. and you know him scoring those runs running between the wickets him being calm down and him just defending the ball mm-hmm. and i mean getting a century at home and especially after 3 years in test cricket that's such an amazing thing not just for us but every fan of virat kohli mm-hmm. they'll be so happy because you know he got in the t20 century he got in the odi century and then they were just waiting when will this century come <laughs> yeah. when will this century come mm-hmm. and it finally came and it's his 75th century and you know he was kind of near the 200 mark and i was like mm. okay if he scores 200 maybe his 100 uh, you know mark will go and <laughs> <laughs> that will be sad i mean it will be a good celebration for us mm-hmm. him having 200 but him getting the 100 itself is such a huge thing because yeah. we we as fans have been waiting for ages not just not just us i think even the other teams and their players they're mm-hmm. like oh when will this guy get his 100 because <laughs> you know he just deserves it to be honest yeah. i mean there's barely anything we can say or critique about virat kohli because he's just such a amazing player i mean you just look at him bat he's just so phenomenal mm-hmm. and i i mean i'm really a small person here to say something about virat kohli i'm just happy being a fanboy at that moment and i was like i had my hand on my heart and i'm like oh this is so amazing <laughs> finally this moment has arrived i mean i don't have anything to live for anymore <laughs> wow i mean you did uh, capture the sentiment really well you know because seeing him bat you know so patiently at one point you know he was just scoring like what 29 runs in 92 balls in that one session but it was the way he uh, carried the innings you know just single handedly and yeah the way he batted the way he rotated style i think we can just dedicate an entire episode on that knock because does that uh, remarkably definitely please invite me for that <laughs> absolutely but uh, you know we've spoken so much about uh, the positives and you know the takeaways that india can uh, move on with uh, from this test but if there are some areas you know that india can uh, work on going ahead because we have such an important assignment with the uh, world test championship finals looming so what's say coming right at the top of your head okay first of all i would say that you know uh, there are a lot of times in this test series where you would see that uh you know they uh, kind of uh, get good at something and then they kind of screw up the other thing mm. so if you would see the fast bowling department or if you would see the wicket keeping department in the series mm. they were uh, kind of dull i would say and uh, more than that even the batting order 
there are times when india starts experimenting with their batting order yeah and i think they need to get some consistent players in the team like uh, definitely we have players like uh, rohit sharma and shubman gill virat kohli people like this we can rely upon mm. but you know there are a lot of times where we see that india as a side kind of experiments with their players and you know this is something we need to save ourselves from in the especially in the world test championship because you really need a good team there because you you have learned from your mistakes if you have learned from your mistakes you need to take certain actions in order to you know improve on what you made mistakes in the last season final Mm-hmm. so uh, that's what i would like to you know say that india needs to work on these things and uh, to be honest india playing in india is a totally different thing compared to what they will do in oval because also indians indian pitches are more reliant on spinners mm-hmm. but especially in a country like england in oval uh, uh, spinners won't be your best bet it will definitely be your fast bowlers so you need to give them time and you need to come up with the bowlers whom you are going to rely upon so and it's not just the spin department but also the pace departments which makes the most out of your you know in the in the game of cricket in oval especially so yeah these are few areas which india needs to focus upon and i think they need to get serious with what they're doing because <laughs> you know this <laughs> because they just were just chilling around in this whole series of what <laughs> yeah. at the end moment so yeah that's what i would like to say right i mean you know although we have the positives there are areas that india can definitely work on and they will uh, hopefully focus on that and not get uh, too complacent because you know reaching two finals and not winning both it really speaks volumes right like why are we not able to cross the final frontier what's stopping us so here's hoping you know we uh, do have a good uh, outing in that world test championship final and you know let's talk about australia now now they were coming into the series there's so much chatter i'd say unnecessary chatter about the pitch and you know how it's spin friendly and everything but australia i think still can laud themselves because there were flashes of brilliance through the series you know with some of the performances but they still lacked in a lot of areas they were missing their skipper and you know a lot of things were not going their way as well so uh, but australia is one such team that you can't write them off you know because you know they will always come back stronger and <laughs> just fascinate all definitely so what do yeah. you think of australia's performance even though they ended up on the losing side if this was a five match test series how do you reckon it would have turned out i feel that australia was kind of very lame in this entire series to be honest <laughs> you know they were so laid back and also they were like very underconfident in the series yeah it's like they 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 had this common perception that you know we are anyway playing against india in india hmm. so it it's like we are not going to win anyway so they were in that particular mindset like if you see the first two games they screwed up really bad i mean yeah. you can definitely blame the pitch all you want but to be honest if you see their batting bowling nothing worked out for them mm-hmm. and uh, except for you know some quality spin which yeah, is yeah. Uh, definitely a very big plus point for australia mm-hmm. that is the probably the only thing they got good in this entire series <laughs> after you know usman khwaja's form and you know getting yeah. a new opener in form of travis head mm-hmm. but uh, i mean uh, australia as a side didn't really you know play like the number one they are number one at ranking in you know the world test championship season and you know 
having these two teams play against each other it's such a big moment for their fans mm. and to be honest you know there was nothing new in this test series it was just a very boring test series which usually happens in india mm. and um, i mean i i kind of expected more from a team like australia because mm. initially if you remember the press conferences they had and the you know all the things they told like you know <laughs> we are going to give tough competition to india sure. we are here for a fight yeah. you know they took some net bowlers in terms of spinners and they were like yeah. we are confident we can face them <laughs> and <laughs> when they came into the first game they couldn't even survive the innings mm. and you know india just won and three days test matches i mean come on even first class test cricket goes for four days mm. and you know so Australia needs to work hard on a lot of things especially their mindset mm. because i think that is somewhere where they're lacking and apart from that i mean australia can uh, are now in the dilemma of the captaincy thing because mm-hmm. definitely cummings was proving to be a good captain until he came to india and mm. now the whole uh, country and their whole management are kind of doubtful about whom to give captaincy hmm. and to be honest steven smith is a amazing captain we have yeah. seen the stats so i think that dilemma is kind of going to bring in few changes to the team and i don't think that t- changes would be good so hmm. let's just see how it goes because obviously consistency is something which is uh, something a team needs to look forward to hmm. not just because of few achievements and few good uh, good parts about something they don't have to start changing or experimenting so yeah that's what i would like to say about this right i mean uh, when you look at australia too right they were uh, they had this you know winning at any cost mentality and then the 2018 sandpaper gate incident happened we had a change in captaincy and the way they even approached the game but i think since then and for the lack of a better word i'm just going to use they have like softened <laughs> a lot in their approach and uh, as True. you said you know they seem very underconfident uh, in the lead up to the series as well but uh, i would like to see another border gavaskar trophy like in australia and with the same team you know how is it going to be like i think it will be a real asset test for team india to win there again uh, you know with probably like our strongest <laughs> personnel because the last test we saw last series we saw what happened <laughs> we was playing with like whoever with extras like we had the reserves we had taken on the tour but uh, nevertheless australia is an opposition that we love playing with so the world test championship finals is going to be a cracker right but do you have any predictions uh, going ahead yeah definitely i but first of all we should thank kane williams because he's the <laughs> undisputed hero Always. of this final yeah <laughs> because i mean that was a fantastic game of cricket mm-hmm. uh, and especially in the last That's ball he got he yeah. got us the win so that was more like india's win than new zealand's win yeah so yeah but apart from that i mean uh, uh, as a fan i would definitely say india has to win mm-hmm. but you know there's also this thing that i mean we we know how australia plays mm-hmm. and especially if you recall the test series of australia in england especially the ashes mm-hmm. england versus australia that was a fantastic series that was some amazing game and i don't know i probably in the last few years i have not seen a better test series than that ashes to be honest yeah and uh, 
but uh, you know at the same time uh, like we spoke about australia's confidence levels and mm. you know their mindset so that's really going to play a very big factor there because i mean come on like australia when they went to ashes to face england they were in a different mindset altogether mm. because of course because of all the things which had happened at that point of time mm. but right now you know especially when it comes to india versus australia it's a rivalry but still it's it's a very friendly kind of environment between the two teams yeah and you know that that cannot that can give us a kind of a dull game which i don't want mm. to see as a test cricket fan yeah so i think uh, yeah definitely my predictions would be india will win finally so i mean they kind of deserve it but let's even australia deserves it but yeah again uh, me being a fan obviously i would say india let's go india <laughs> i mean as the cricket fans we just hope that you know we get to see a brilliant game uh, well contested uh, match but as indian fans obviously we want india to finally lay their hands on that trophy especially after a very disappointing uh, world test championship final that happened versus new zealand <laughs> but i think kane williamson has with that amazing performances of his you know and shirt sath khun maaf you know <laughs> it's okay new zealand is one the first Definitely. one but we are going to get this one yes Yeah, and definitely, let's hope we can see some basketball, cricket, and you know, interest championship. Wow, that that will be really amazing. So you know, we have spoken so much about that amazing uh, test series. So many uh, takeaways as well. So obviously, there's so much expectation coming into the ODI series as well. Although many record is redundant because you have the IPL starting in. <laughs> or less than two weeks or so, but we're still having this ODI series. Hopefully, ODI yeah. doesn't feel like the you know odd middle child here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely, it's it's more like you know we just want to get done with this, so you know we can see the T Twenty cricket flourish right. all over again. Exactly, and uh, you know. kick starting the discussion now india got off the series with a brilliant win right although it wasn't probably our best win but it was still you know a remarkable five wicket win because australia is coming into this uh, odi with like such a deep batting you had batting till marcus toyne is still seven and all but uh, still you know india overcame the odds and ended up on the winning side so initial thoughts and observations from that match uh i think first of all that was a great match i mean at 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 first i was like you know what's happening and you know when <laughs> yeah. initially i couldn't really catch up on the match in the first innings mm-hmm. but uh you know second innings i was like okay what is happening why are you getting out so soon everybody just falling out and then i'm like okay 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 and you know i I mean, to be honest, KL Rahul was the last man I expected to, mm. you know, show up and take over that win, because of course, because he's not been in form for yeah. uh, a, a certain point of time, and you know, I was happy that Jadeja, you know, what he did, because I mean, it's it's just such a delight to watch Jadeja mm. play, and you know, him standing up and taking over the responsibility. It was just some amazing cricket, but at the same time, I mean, uh. I mean, if you would be uh, seeing that lot of people were not really happy with ODI cricket lately, mm-hmm. and I think I can also consider myself one of them because, oh. uh, I mean, at uh, I mean, ODI cricket is not really the same as it was back then mm-hmm. with all these new rules and regulations and this new factor coming in, mm-hmm. and you know, it's more like, uh, I mean, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of confused at this moment that, you know, should I be happy about the test? I mean, the <laughs> ODI match or <laughs> you see, I'm still at the test. I'm still ho- rooting for the test cricket here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I yeah, I mean, it was a good game. It was a good game, but it could have been better is what I feel from both the sides. I mean, you know, it, the match is happening at Bankhede. There were expectations, you know, to be a cracker of a game. Considering the start Australia had, Mitch Marsh opening, like, whoa, did not see that coming. Yet, you know, uh, we had uh, our stand-in skipper, Hartik Pandya, you know, who won the toss, decided to feel first, which many people thought was a wise uh, call as well. And, uh, you know, you had Mohamed Siraj get us that initial breakthrough and Shami was bowling brilliantly, right? So how good was that to see, you know, these two bowling in tandem, getting those wickets, something we've wanted for a long time? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that coming to the good point of the entire ODI match. <laughs> so, you know, that was some amazing batting performance and even bowling for that matter mm. because, you know, usually... I mean, we have this common notion that, you know, if India is chasing or any team is chasing, it is going to be easier for them. Mm. But at the same time, we need to also take into consideration that India is a pitch which has, you know, more more uh, batting heavy pitches mm. because, you know, they favor the batsmen a lot. And, you know, initially when Marsh was batting, I, I, I'm like, I mean, can you defend some balls? Like you can <laughs> just leave them out. Uh, why are why you smashing so much? I mean, I, we understand that, you know, you lost the test series, but this is not how you, you know, make India repay for all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, apart from that, if you see the first delivery, I mean, not, uh, I mean, the first wicket, uh, it was amazing. I mean, that's something, that's something more of a natural thing for Mohamed Siraj because he just gets you those wickets. He just mm-hmm. gets that balling done and he's just been in amazing form lately and he's shown some great character and I mean that was some amazing balling even for Mohamed Shami mm. for that matter both the uh, both the ballers they're just you know in form right now and uh, I mean Mohamed Shami is such a natural he just does what he does he mm. doesn't change any balling he just focuses on his line and length and that pace and I mean he just gets benefit out of them Hmm. And I mean, there's nothing much to tell about them. It's just them doing what they do. And especially if you see Hardik Pardia's captaincy also, mm-hmm. it was it was it was good thing in the whole match. It was nice to see him do that. Right. And, you know, we will talk about uh, Hardik Pandya's captaincy a little later on too in our uh, episode. But, you know, uh, our stars of the moment have to be Mohamed Shami and uh, Siraj, right? Now, Mohamed Shami uh, was obviously the star of the show. He had that superb second spell, you know, getting rid of Josh Englers. Then you had Cameron Green and then even Marcus Toynis, he uh, dismissed. And these were like massive wickets because we know how these three can be like game changers. But Shami just dismiss them and what's special about him he's so grounded right even in the post-match conference and even that chat with Siraj it's just you know he's such a uh, nice person to hear and the yeah, way he definitely. goes about his uh, craft as well but uh, another takeaway has to be you know how taking these wickets you know in the middle overs is obviously a good sign right because initially we had our spinners do that job but Pacers doing it has a different uh, thing to it right yeah definitely I mean I mean I just love pace balling I'm myself a pacer and mm-hmm. you know it's it's just so amazing to see Mohamed Shami do what he does mm-hmm. and I think this is uh, one thing where India was kind of lagging from a lot of time in mm-hmm. short format cricket that you know they were not able to pick some important wickets in the middle overs mm-hmm. 
and i think you know right now india is kind of looking at those things and they're kind of working on it because obviously the world cup is approaching yeah. and you know we need to get ourselves ready mm-hmm. so especially with all the options uh, india has had and if you see mohammad shami even during the last icc t20 world cup mm-hmm. he came in as a filler for jaspreet bumrah which was a very big shoot to fill yeah. but at the same time if you see his performance i mean he kind of did a very good job coming after his covid recovery and you know all the things he's uh, having been going through lately mm-hmm. it's it's just such a delight to see mohammad shami doing what he does because he's like i told he's such a natural mm-hmm. he just balls good line and length he keeps up his pace and he just doesn't experiment with his balling and i mean it's it's just amazing i i just love him and since he's been playing for india he's been doing a great job and he's such a reliable bowler yeah. for india since a very long time mm. and that's something which is very rare it's like it kind of gives you the zahir khan vibes yes. back then mm. you know you can rely upon him exactly i mean shami has been our most uh, loyal servant you know for almost 10 years now uh a day in day out you know putting his body through so much you know coming back stronger every single time and yes i've been you know fan girling over him over his uh, how mm-hmm. grounded and humble he is i hope you know he gets to play a lot more because there's so much clamor right you know youngsters come you want them to play you know on a like still uh, stick to your old guns but i hope you know shami is still relevant in the uh, shorter format and here's wishing the best to him as well and uh, another positive i think for india from last game has to be the uh, fielding right now that was brilliant now jadeja took that amazing catch again we can't get enough of him if the listeners oh, definitely <laughs> got me into it again <laughs> and uh, even you know sky was uh, brilliant with his commitment you know saving those two runs with those dives and everything kl rahul's wicket keeping also makes it to the list you know there were some lovely yeah. saves and many people were like oh, why is he in the team you know is it on like vice captain quota or is it like wicket keeping quota but he really made a statement yesterday right so what were your thoughts on like india's fielding performance from yesterday I mean I see that is something which India has really improved on lately you know yeah. fielding is something I mean uh, getting the yo yo test back into the equation mm-hmm. was is is such a good move because if you see a lot of teams work hard on their fieldings and those runs really matter you know you doing miss fielding or uh, you know not doing good wicket keeping or mm-hmm. dropping some catches that's not really a good thing and you know it kind of kind of boosts the morale of your bowlers also mm-hmm. if you are good at fielding because you know they are just like you know if the team is willing to put efforts even they will put efforts to ball that well mm-hmm. and it's it's more like a complete team game right cricket is a complete team game it's yeah. not just batting or bowling it's batting bowling fielding and everything it's like the whole game plan it comes into play mm-hmm. so i mean it you can see that india is really focusing on things which they haven't for a very long time and it's kind of paying them off very well like uh initially even i remember in the match uh, shubman gill dropping few catches and mm-hmm. you know the bowlers were kind of very furious at him <laughs> and then he just takes the amazing catch lately in the slip mm-hmm. and i was like okay that's my boy you know he finally did it <laughs> so <laughs> that that was nice i mean the whole team is putting in good efforts and you can you can see that you know they're kind of getting ready into mm-hmm. that gear maybe for ipl but <laughs> i mean i i would hope that it's not just for ipl but yeah. also the world cup and world test championship 
Absolutely. I mean, redemption for uh, Shubman Gill and uh, it was a complete team performance too, right? Because we were chasing down just 189 and we clearly saw the uh, top order struggling against the likes of Mitchell Stark. You know, now he yet again, in spite of his age or anything, shows why he's the best in the business. He got rid of Virat. I'm so happy that happened. (laughs) (laughs) He got rid of Virat Kohli and Sky. And it's a successive delivery. So the crowd literally just went silent. India was at 16 for three. Now, do you think, you know, this uh, top order collapse is just like a one-off thing? Do we need to get concerned already? Or is it too soon to, you know, dwell into that? Uh, yeah, I would say it's like too soon because, you know, they just came back from a different format, especially yeah, yeah. if you see a lot of people are coming in from test cricket and mm. they have to adapt to ODI cricket and it's it's a very short span of time. Mm. So, I mean, it's it's not really a very big thing to worry about, especially with the way the ball was, you know, just moving around. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, kind it was really nice to see those kind of variations at the mm. Mumbai's pitch because... No, lately you haven't been seeing something like that. Yeah. And, you know, Australia having somebody like Mitchell Stark, I mean, he's still something people are scared Absolutely. of. You know? Mitchell yeah. Stark is, I mean, I don't know there if there are words to describe him because he's been kind of underground lately. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when he performs, you know, you just can't say anything. Like the crowd was silent, mm-hmm. everybody just goes silent. Because that's that's just Mitchell Stark doing what he does best. Exactly. And, uh, especially, I I mean, for the middle order, what I would say is, you know, mm-hmm. init- I mean, India has this thing most of the times that uh, they, they are like kind of also laid, laid back at times. And mm-hmm. they're like, you know, it'll just happen. It was just 189. It's a chasing mm-hmm. pitch. We'll do it. Yeah. And, you know, they kind of crumbled at it. And mm-hmm. I was kind of disappointed with uh, Sky because, mm-hmm. I mean, I really want him to play well in ODI cricket because yeah. uh, just he he as a batsman is such an amazing player. He's mm-hmm. not just meant to play T20 cricket. He's meant to play a lot of other formats. Right. And I, I would want to see him do well because, I mean, who would not want to see somebody like Surya Kumar Yadav playing those kind of shots, those unorthodox shots he plays. Mm. So yeah, overall it was it was nice to see the way they handled the whole match. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's still a lot of scope for improvement. Absolutely. And uh, Sky's numbers in ODIs are obviously uh, not too... Uh, they don't tell a story. I mean, they do tell a story, you know, of how he's not able to convert those starts. But here's hoping, you know, he can uh, capitalize on it. But uh, Mitchell Stark, I, I don't think you need words to describe the man. You just have to think of the 2015 World Cup. The de- the number of wickets the man got. <laughs> just <laughs> impossible to, you know, erase those uh, memories, right? Who can't. It's not just memories. It's like, it's like a moment fed into your brain and you're like, yeah. okay, can there be something better than this? <laughs> exactly. A reel of him getting all of those wickets and, uh, you know, still being able to maintain that level of fitness, what, seven, eight years down the line? Hats off, honestly. And uh, Yeah, especially if you if you would see in the match when he got Virat Kohli out, Virat Kohli just turned <laughs> back and he just walked away because, I mean, I mean, that moment was so nice to see because you know how good of friends those two are yeah they are and, yeah. you know but that that's been an intense competition between the two mm-hmm. and you know uh i mean i could see mitchell stark just looking at virat kohli and you know keeping his mouth wide open and then virat kohli just walking off accepting not even uh, thinking of reviewing it because yeah. he knows it's mitchell stark 
and that ball was so beautiful mm-hmm. even the one which he bowled to sky mm-hmm. it was so amazing like that turn was so beautiful i mean mitchell starks and his in swingers are something i i don't know i i would see any other bowler yeah ball like him at that particular pace so yeah that's amazing yeah a love story we can obviously uh, never get enough of and mitchell stark keeps missing like a lot of ipl uh, seasons too right so he just saves up to you know deliver when the team needs him the most in <laughs> the odis and uh, t20s too right yeah he's, he's 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 just like you know i'm just meant for international cricket <laughs> you know franchise cricket and all is it's it's okay but yeah. i don't need it exactly and uh, you know in spite of this uh, onslaught by uh, mitchell stark we still had kl rahul you know who was under fire obviously but he scored that half century of 73 balls he kept india steady with that amazing partnership uh, that had jadeja as well now both of them put on like 108 for that sixth wicket they helped india win the match with almost like 10 overs to spare which is a good sign right so amazing partnership yeah. and kl rahul back in form positives for india Uh, KL Rahul back in form. Okay, so I I mean, <laughs> it's 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 such a good thing to see finally. Yeah. I mean, after all the criticism and the way he's been performing, mm. uh, there have been lot of questions raised at him, and yeah. he kind of answered them well. Mm. But uh, I mean, it's it's still too early to judge it, right? It's just been it's just one inning, mm-hmm. and spe- uh, but yeah, if you consider that, especially with India not having. many wicket keeping options and mm-hmm. him being the most reliable out there uh i mean definitely if you see that lot of people praise kl rahul for his technique and you know he's he's had one of the best techniques to play any format of cricket mm-hmm. and he's kind of proven that in lot of uh, matches and ipl for that matter mm-hmm. but when it comes to international cricket after you know he i i, I just don't know what is up with virat Uh, sorry Virat I'm saying but uh, <laughs> yeah. KL Rahul at a certain point of time because mm. you know uh, he kind of performs really well and the next game again he kind of goes down mm. so i mean i would like to see more of a consistent performance mm. from KL Rahul and that is when i'm kind i will be in a better position to give a verdict on him but yeah again it was some great batting it uh, he hit some nice shots mm-hmm. it was more like a natural kl rahul performance and he kind of depended more on grounded shots which was very rare to see yeah. because you know he's not gotten a lot of chances to you know hit those shots mm-hmm. but yeah at the time when india needed him the most he kind of stepped up and i'm i'm so happy that that happened and i really wish and i really hope that he continues from here rather than just leaving it as a one time performance absolutely because the kind of uh, trolls and you know means directed at him it's just uh, sometimes unfortunate and he's often you know labeled as a minnow basher so you know <laughs> performances <laughs> like this against australia will obviously stand the test of time and he will be uh, remembered for the same and uh, i mean if it, is, it if it comes to chances in life i i want to be kl rahul in real life i need so oh. many chances too <laughs> Oh my god that's actually true you know the management really has a lot of faith in him you know they want to keep giving him uh, those chances and it's nice to see that you know th- that there's constant backing in that sense yeah i i wish they would do that for a lot of other players but that's a 
different topic for a podcast altogether. Absolutely, that is very true. And uh, you know, earlier too in the episode, you know, you spoke about Hardik Pandya and how you were impressed with his uh, captaincy. And uh, he was very tactical. You know, the strategic uh, field placements. He got in the bowling changes when it was most needed. The field settings were, I think, almost on point. Right. So, what are your thoughts yeah. on his captaincy? And once Rohit Sharma, I think after the World Cup. if he decides to not be the skipper anymore do you see hardik pandya as the candidate definitely i feel he he is the candidate to be the cap- next captain mm. because i mean you see so many uh, different characteristics in hardik pandya right yeah. i mean especially after the injury he had and you know after the time he took off the cricket and then when he came back uh, he kind of worked hard on his batting and you know he was not bowling for a while but later after ipl came in he being the captain of gujarat titans he took over his role as a captain and you know you can see that he gives his players chances he backs them up really well and you know he gives them the options to kind of flourish in the game and yeah. kind of play their natural game i mean if you seen hardik pandya he doesn't you know uh, he doesn't he adapts to the situation but he still plays his natural game hmm. and that's what i like about him because he's aggressive he knows when to be laid back he knows mm-hmm. when to give whom the chance and uh, i mean i can see some characteristics of ms dhoni in hardik mm-hmm. pandya yeah. and i mean that's such a great thing to see for india because uh, see i'm not i'm not taking a dig at anybody after <laughs> ms dhoni but uh, after ms dhoni india has never had a very Uh, you know this form of captaincy to be honest mm-hmm. because either it was uh, a very aggressive centric approach or either it was a very uh, you know kind of a uh, dominant centric approach but mm-hmm. there was not like a all round approach to cricket after ms dhoni left mm-hmm. and i i see hardik pandya coming in with that kind of approach and taking over the game he also he knows when to handle things mm-hmm. and he kind of takes accountability for it and also kind of backs his players so that's that's a great thing about a captain and i mean i'm really looking forward to see how well he would do as india's captain in the future and i mean i'm uh, not saying but i i would really hope that we win some international trophies <laughs> again <laughs> I said I mean you know India has not uh, touched the ICC trophy since that uh, Champions Trophy 2013 uh, victory that incidentally also came when Dhoni was uh, the captain but uh, Hardik Pandya you know since that whole injury fiasco then the coffee with Karan problem and everything you know he's just come back so strong having uh, you know led Gujarat Titans to the IPL trophy and he's just been very positive in his mindset the way he's uh, playing to his captaincy also you know seems to be uh, quite impressive a lot of like critics and even us you know <laughs> podcasters mm-hmm. being impressed with his uh, performance as well and he was hoping you know we get to see a lot more of him in the absence of uh, you know our regular skip uh, rohit sharma as well but uh, definitely yeah we have spoken <laughs> so much about uh, india and you know the positives that we can take but when you look at australia's performance now how would you look at it like they did put pressure right on india in the run chase but besides that you know besides mitch marsh do you see anything else that australia can take from here on to the rest of the series see i i feel the way they started test cricket series this is how they started the odi series <laughs> also because uh, i mean uh, yeah this is what i would like to say like you mm. if you see the past series of australia versus india mm. 
Australia has been super dominant on India and they've been super aggressive too. But now the new Australia side, it's it's just a laid back side. And it's like they just uh, they just play for the sake of winning. They don't want to kind of be that aggressive side anymore. They don't want to be dominant on their opponents. And I mean, that's something which you don't see much of as Australia's characteristic, right? Because I mean, since I have been growing up and you know talking to my parents about it, everybody is like, Australia was such a horror. I mean, people used <laughs> to be scared to play against them. Yeah. And right now it's like Australia is scared to play against other teams. And mm. uh, you know, that's not really a good sign, to be honest, because mm. see, maybe in short term they might benefit from this, but in long term, they are going to pay for it because. Yeah. I mean, if you see India's trajectory, like being the, you know, kind of dull side to now being the aggressive side, mm. you know, there's a lot of things which has changed for India. Yeah. Like even though they don't have a lot of ICC trophies, they still, you know, <laughs> they still are very aggressive in their mm. approach and they, they kind of hold themselves very, uh, hold themselves very strong. Yeah. And, you know, teams are like, you know, they're kind of scared to play against India because they are like, they are a force to be reckoned with. And once upon a time, Australia was there, but now they're not there. And yeah. though if you can see, Mitchell Marsh was a good fit there and he kind of took over things and mm-hmm. kind of helped them to perform well. But in the bowling side, there could have been like the spin department, for example, could have been a lot better. And yeah. even same thing with Australia, middle order, they were just not able to kind of get wickets at uh, middle overs and... Mm-hmm. I mean, they they didn't know what they were doing. They were just playing for the sake of playing is what I felt. Right. And, you know, thinking of a competitive Australia side, I can, my mind just, you know, jogs back to the 2013 series, right? That seven-match ODI series, man, that was such a competitive series, you know, that we really enjoyed each of the games. Like, that was peak Virat Kohli and, you know, Rohit Sharma having a ball as well. But uh, <laughs> does your mind think of that series as well? Oh, definitely. I mean, that series is, uh, I mean, I still remember I had exams back then. <laughs> and whenever the matches were, I used to be like, exams, uh, it'll just come and go, it's fine. Oh, but this yeah. series won't return, you know, yeah. that especially that whole batting. I mean, you know, the ball was less on ground and more in air. <laughs> And, <laughs> and uh, I mean, I, I miss kind of miss, uh, you know, Faulkner because, oh <laughs> you know, that God, was such yeah. uh, such a unique balling st- <laughs> stance at the back, back then. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, I all, all, of course even miss Bhubaneshwar Kumar. Mm. But uh, I mean, there's, there's no series like that, you know, in ODI cricket, especially that's like the peak time of ODI cricket. Absolutely. And that that was a series which kind of defined India versus Australia for mm-hmm. most of the people. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think we're going to see something like that again until both of these uh, yeah, sides, yeah. you know, kind kind of come out as super aggressive mm-hmm. and they just kind of thrash each other down. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I mean that's that series is like epitome of ODI cricket for me and yeah. for a lot of people and. It's just going to stay there for a very, very long time. Absolutely. I mean, look at us reminisce about it even uh, 10 years down the line. You know, each of those matches are still live in our head, you know, uh, playing out. And although it was very, uh, you know, batting oriented uh, series, we saw such high scoring games and obviously the bowlers uh, would not have fond memories of it. 
yet you know <laughs> that as you rightly pointed out is the epitome of like a classic india australia series but uh, definitely you know when we focus on this series as well we still have uh, like two matches left although people are already bored of uh, <laughs> the odi series but how do you feel the rest of the series will transpire will we see australia spark a comeback in the second odi so we can have a thriller third odi I'm I'm just hoping that it does because uh, it is it is really important for ODI cricket to have some good series into play because yeah. like like I said earlier uh, if you compare to T20 cricket the rest for other formats of cricket are not really doing very well lately mm-hmm. and you know you can't just have these kind of laid back series where you know either uh, sometimes the bowling is Uh, amazing in the pitch. Uh, sometimes only the batting is doing good. Mm-hmm. You you kind of need a more, uh, you know, a more uh, central approach for you know yeah. bowling, uh, bowling and batting to uh, come come into play. Mm. And that is something which is missing in the first ODI. And I really hope that Australia gets their things together and they kind of outperform India in the second, so we can have a decider match <laughs> in the end, which will be interesting. Otherwise, it will just be a one sided. thing right mm-hmm. i mean india winning the series once again just yeah. creating new records one by one and that i mean definitely i would like for that to happen but there should be a good fight between the two yeah otherwise you know you don't just as a fan it's just such a dull thing for you because yeah. you want to watch some good sports i mean mm-hmm. you just don't want one team to be dominant on the other end mm-hmm. you know just being la- the other team which is get <laughs> just being laid back so that's not a good side for cricket yeah i mean we see so much of that happening in women's cricket with you know australia winning literally everything so it's glad to see you know um, <laughs> this one sided <laughs> thrashing not happening in uh, men's cricket right i think it's it's more like you know it's it's time for women to flourish so men are just <laughs> like oh it's it's okay just let's just keep playing it's okay it just happens <laughs> absolutely and uh, you know a lot of uh, fans will uh, take what we said uh, i think we'll come under fire you know for this uh, because we want you know the second match for australia to win so the third one is going to be like a thriller or something but i think we can live with that it still makes for an interesting series right in that sense yeah true <laughs> yeah and uh, you know although we will be hoping for a well contested series and india obviously ending up on the winning end with 2-1 but how well do you think is india you know preparing for this home world cup right now everywhere you see this is the chatter like you know who's going to be uh, in the batting who's going to manage your bowling department like we have some slots fixed but we still have some areas to figure out but if india wins the series 3-0 then again it's just us not you know learning from our mistakes and we might just end up going with the same team combination for the rest of uh, the series that follows as well so how do you think you know india can maybe counter that i i mean if you if you see honestly uh, india at home is kind of unbeatable mm. but at the same time if you see uh, you know ipl cricket has given a chance to other uh, foreign players to come in and yeah. you know learn more about indian pitches and that has kind of helped them prepare well for <laughs> tournaments in india yeah. so so if if you see that uh, i mean most of the teams coming into india especially england new zealand south africa they, they know the playing conditions in india Absolutely. it's it's not like something alien to them and mm. uh, you know more like india doesn't you know play a lot of uh, international series but <laughs> uh, you know 
they that's why there are a lot of times when at important moments they choke right mm. but they don't have the same uh, thing in india yeah. and uh, here they kind of have to perform because uh, you know it's it's like it's your home and mm. you need to win mm. and especially you know with uh, uh, everybody having hopes that you know we'll get to live the 2000 level world cup moment once again yes. because of of course virat kohli and rohit sharma deserve it Hmm. but at the same time i'm kind of skeptical about it because uh, again if you see the past few games of india hmm. in odi cricket they had a different team right yeah uh, they were backing other bowlers but uh, right now uh, they kind of did the same mistake which they did in the past hmm. that they got the bowlers from other formats which are performing well hmm. and they kind of got them here see yeah. even though they are performing well but you were kind of building a team Mm-hmm. and you know you kind of uh, made them rest and now you are backing other bowlers and mm-hmm. batsmen for that matter so yeah that kind of consistency is broken at that moment mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's it's not not good side for a team to have something like that even though it's good to have options if you have too many options it will be hard for you to choose whom mm-hmm. to choose so uh, i mean i would just like to see uh, say that you know it's, it's better if you go on people who have been in the cricket for this format for a long time and hmm. who are kind of performing well in this format rather than going on people who of course you can rely upon hmm. but you know there are a lot of moments where india has choked with these particular players itself hmm. so i mean you wouldn't want them to repeat the same mistake all over again because yeah. it's our home world home world cup it's your home crowd and mm. you would want to win that world cup because come on that's that's a different moment altogether and uh, i'm i'm just skeptical about it but again i'm being optimistic here that mm-hmm. I, i feel that india has a good point this time to you know kind of win the world cup so let's hope that you know wait ends <laughs> this time and we win the world cup finally again because even though me being a ms msd fan mm-hmm. i you know i don't want anybody else to you know win the world cup like <laughs> msd did mm-hmm. but still again this is my team and this is our team to be honest yeah. and we would want it to lift the world cup and they kind of deserve it mm-hmm. it's been a long time coming and let's just see how it unfolds right i mean it is a home world cup there's already uh, so much pressure riding on the players and i think with the team management too right they just get so uh, carried away with the recency bias like you know if, if any player plays well in the ipl suddenly they're in the reckoning for the odi team i hope that doesn't happen you should have uh, you know like a roster of players back them consistently and ensure that they feature in as many matches and i know it's good to have problems of abundance but at the same time i think consistent management of these players will be important giving them opportunities and not tinkering too much with the playing 11 will be crucial right true true very true i mean uh more accurate words could not be spoken <laughs> right and you know as we reach uh, the end of our uh, discussion you know do you have any final thoughts or a message for our listeners i mean uh i would just like to say that you know just keep watching cricket but again don't be a blind fan of yes. cricket it's like uh, you can't you know sports is something where bias is good up to some certain point of time mm. but uh when it starts keeping in in your in uh, life uh, up to a good extent you should also curb it down mm. because it's it's not really a good thing you being a sports fan 
say first thing you're a sports fan and then you are you can consider yourself a fan of a team player yeah. or whatever so i mean especially with ipl coming in i would <laughs> you know as as you know how it is the mm-hmm. hatred and all these things which flow yeah. and i would like fans to i would urge the fans to you know kind of not let that bias take over them and mm-hmm. kind of be a sports fan and be a good sports fan i mean you can support your team you can support your player but at the same time you need to know that even there are a lot of other players who are you know are in the game and even they want to prove themselves up so they are also doing it for a particular reason yeah. they are here to play so you hating on them and you saying something really horrible about them kind of breaks even their morale mm. so imagine the other person doing it to your favorite player or team mm. how would you know how would you feel so just take that into consideration and just keep loving sport it's it's amazing it's uh, the best time of cricket which has been going on and we are in this transition phase yeah so let's just hope we get the best out of everything and we just have some good sports to watch because we have been missing that for a very long time mm-hmm. and uh, i just hope that things go well for india and uh, the whole world cup scenario ipl and world test championship let's just hope everything goes all right Absolutely. I mean, as cricket fans, it's a bumper season. There's just so much uh, to look forward to. But I think you bring such a great point of, you know, being respectful and, you know, not abusing our players. And we, I, I think the most important thing is not letting your emotions take over your judgment, which for many fans, you know, they're not able to make that uh, distinction. That's a very uh, mature observation uh, by you as well. And Thank uh, you. <laughs> And on that note, uh, I'd like to draw curtains on this episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Oh, and I completely forgot. We have our cricket match also upcoming. So hopefully, you know, our teams are in the final. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so random shout out uh, for our listeners. Uh, I'm in A section, Aviral is in uh, B section and we have a cricket. Okay, so it's, it's yeah. Neha versus Aviral, guys. <laughs> Sure. Uh, I hope you root for me and not for Neha. <laughs> right. I mean, I hope the best team wins. Uh, I hope my team wins when I say that. But uh, I'm looking forward to that uh, match as well. I don't know if we'll like, play each other in the the knockout match first up or like it's going to be the finals. But either case, I hope it's a A versus B match. But Definitely. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, thank you so much, Abhinav, for joining me on the podcast, sharing some remarkable insights. And it it was a fun chat, you know, like you brought in uh, some I mean, amazing... I should I should probably thank you for inviting me here because it was such a great time I had. And it was after a very long time I spoke so much. So, <laughs> you know, it's just some great questions there. And it was just amazing. So thank you so much, Neha, for inviting me here. You've been a great host. Thanks, Abhira. Cheers. Take care. You too. so much listeners for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support throughout please follow and press the bell icon on spotify and subscribe to the podcast on google podcasts for the latest episode updates and stay tuned do check out at the rate never on the back foot on instagram and at the rate never on the back foot on twitter for the latest facts terminology retweets fresh tweets and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you the podcast is also available on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify anchor overcast and a lot of other platforms. So please do spread the word. Until next time, stay safe and take care listeners. Bye for now.